opposition will come your way But the hotter the battle you see It's the sweeter the victory now You can get it if you really want You can get it if you really want You can get it if you really want But you must try, try and try succeed at last You can get it if you really want You can get it if you really want You can get it if you really want But you must try Try and try succeed at and you are listening to mutiny radio here in San Francisco
You are listening to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm here in the Mission District of San Francisco. Happy Friday. It is Friday, May 27th. My goodness, it's like the kickoff of summer. And uh, we're certainly happy to be here, here at Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets. Please come down and join us. We would love to uh, have you come down and be a part of the show. We're, uh, you know, we're, we've got an open door open mic open hearts open arms kind of policy you know come on down you got music you want to play what you want to play uh you've got uh, poetry or or other uh written work you want to say what you got to say um and also you know let us know what's going on in your communities and uh, around the world of course we're talking about it because we are one large community all looking out for one another looking out for the common good here on the common thread hi diamond dave hey val good to be here uh, folks are coming through. We're we're getting it. Uh, we're getting it together for today. The door is open. The arms are open. The heart is open. And, and here we be. And the mind is open. And here we be. So come on through. We're right here in the corner of uh, uh, the the corner of 21st and Florida. Everybody's invited. Uh, and as as an MC, I've embraced that secret of being a good MC, which is. Nobody goes away mad, no one goes away sad, everybody goes away glad, able to do what they came to do. Do a couple songs, a couple poems, play a little music, or just hang out and enjoy the party on this beautiful day in the mission. And here we are, and uh, we're about to, anyway, here we are, so hang on in, hang on out, and hang on around. We'd be bringing that spirit of doing more together, as you said, than any of us can do on our own. The whole being greater than the sum of its parts. All right. We are wholly committed to uh, to goodness around here on the Common Thread Collective. And uh, Ubi Doobie lets us know that hey, even, even when things get a little out of whack and you're looking at perhaps a country electing a megalomaniac, you know what? We're going to keep on trekking along. Megalomaniac is right. And... Uh, Everything's going to be all right.
Everything's feeling all right so far here at Mutiny Radio today. And I, I hear a blood flower out there warming up at the piano. Blood flower. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for starting the show with some live music. With uh, We're so fortunate to have uh, 
such so, so cool funky musicians show up and and play the piano and all sorts of things and so if you're out there listening and you're feeling inspired you should come on down to 21st in florida we're right at the corner 2781 21st street and um come on down and just you know no pressure you can hang out do what you want to do and uh you know take it in or take part whatever whatever it may be and that uh, cool fucking musician, by the way, be uh, our brother Bloodflower. Bloodflower, who's been coming down for months now. Yeah. And makes this part of his week. Yeah, he, he was cool and he was nice enough to come over. Um, and uh, I was on the John Rhodes poetry TV show. And, and I was on last night i watched myself on tv that was kind of weird i've never been on tv before um but uh bloodflower was playing the melodica kind of off screen so it had a really cool little ambiance uh, to it so that was really cool uh, and to the degree that the common thread collective is uh, is an organic way of course uh, don't panic keep it organic moving out of here uh, we were at the, in front of the library uh, some time ago at uh, oh, the last uh, map we were in the front of the library as part of the open mic there. And I think there's been several other places where we've been on a move, not only individually, but as a group. And Bloodflower is always uh, part of uh, what we do and come to, we're uh, ready to lend a hand, ready, and he's a multi-talented human being. So Bloodflower, it's so good to have you here. And so good to have, by the way, let's go on. Caravita, hey Caravita, how you Hi, be? Dave. And Clark, uh, 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 Caravita is a poet. Caravita has been part and parcel of uh, many uh, poems under the dome. Oh, yeah. In fact, next year, as I said, was scheduled, already scheduled. And uh, eventually, this is going to be my memorial because I am uh, almost 80 years old. Oh, oh. So anyway, so eventually, it will be the Diamond Dave Memorial Poems Under the Dome. I hope because it's obvious. It seems sure that this has become a San Francisco treat, uh, Val. It has. It's always it's always a treat once we all get to go in and, and uh, exercise the poetic practice of the First Amendment inside the halls of our local government in that uh, drastically beautiful building that we've got here. And uh, last, uh, this year, is last April, not so long ago, was a really good one. I wondered when people come, and we didn't get, uh, but, I, but I always do that. But in fact, there are plenty of <laughs> really good poets, and we've uh, slowly, but surely, if not slowly, adopted the thing of bringing the youth, and these kids this time going all the way back to middle school. Yeah, I mean, E.K. Keith, who organizes it, she's been working in the San Francisco public schools for many years now, and she always, no matter which school she's been at, she's a teacher librarian now, she's always found time to to kind of uh, cultivate um, a a group of students to, who want to work on poetry and, and perform every year. And it's always very cool to hear the youth voice uh, right at the beginning of the show. And they take it like they're experienced uh, troopers. That's the word, not state troopers, but troopers. They just get up and they do their thing and feel f uh, totally free to do it. I'm amazed how good they are. And uh, professionally, I'm getting out. Their name is called, or they have a group of students, and they get up there and they just uh, push the envelope, push the envelope, take the idea to the spoken of the spoken word even farther. My goodness. I agree, Dave. Um, the young people this year, they top themselves every year. They're always right on target. They're always topical, and uh, they are seekers and speakers of the truth all the way down the road. 
and they always make up sit, make us sit up and listen. And we'd be, be very proud of the young people at the Poems Under the Dome. They're incredible. And uh, so. it, it happened naturally. Uh, when E.K. said to me, I got some kids. Well, good. I thought, oh. But I didn't realize that for, for, uh, what you said kind of implication. Hey, Caravita, what you said kind of implication. That a new generation is coming along, and they naturally embrace the, prop, the politics of our situation, which is way beyond politics. In fact, uh, yeah. uh, in, in fact it's characterized. Uh, I believe by the words idle no more, that the people over the world are idle no more. Something is going on here, and uh, there yeah, you be. Yeah, I remember this year there was um, there there was a, a a team. There were two girls who got up there together, and uh, their poem was uh, oh my goodness, it was uh, all about. Um, what it means to be strong and they were kind of demystifying what strength actually meant and uh, bringing it really to the forefront about like being a good person being a good friend looking out for one another that was their message of that's that's strength too so um yeah they were really inspiring and uh and it was it was pretty much or a lot of it was videoed is that right uh yeah, we had some, uh, yes, most if not all. Um, we had some great volunteer videographers. Obviously, it's a big all-volunteer run uh, event. Um, like the Rainbow Gallery. So it was, it was yeah, it was, it's, it's out there. We've, we've got it. Okay, because these things could be put in bits of They could be put up on. They may be now, I don't know, check it out. They, they may be now on YouTube. And uh, people can see it, can see, you mentioned just, for example, these two, two young women who went up there and, and rocked it, got right to the point, really opened the door. And those, that, uh, that's available, I'm sure, in videos. So the next step should be, and let's get it done. I think uh, that Brother Tyler, his friend, was one of the videographers, yep. is to get it out there. Why don't you check and see whether there's anything on... Uh, on YouTube, Poems we'll Under the Dome, All right, we'll number get... 11. I know. And now that has been 11 years. When I had to search, I had that vision standing on uh, up there in the square, on the square, which is now strangely closed around, in which you see the whole city, uh, uh, city behind, uh, beneath you. And when I looked at the uh, at, uh, at City Hall and all its gold, I just put the gold on it. And I'm standing here looking at my ten in the morning, looking at oh, and suddenly the words came to my uh, came in my head. Uh, uh, the mother of all open mics. And I thought for a minute, and at first I said, "That's ridiculous." Hey, wait a minute, I could do it. And that was 11 years ago, more than 11 years ago. I bet that could be done, and I bet I say, I'm the one who could do it, having knowing, not only having this vision, having visions, in a in a Ginsbergian kind of way, having visions, but also uh, having some of the practical connections because it's not who you know or what you know, it's what you know about who you know. Of uh, maybe getting it done. I said, wait a minute, and I walked down that hill, and walked into City Hall, up those steps. We got walked up to the, to the second floor. Well, I turned right around and went around the uh, went around into the supervisors' offices, and there was the one Aaron Peskin, chairman of the board. He was the chairman. This would be his last time on the board. I said, Aaron, I have this idea. Blah blah blah. He said, Let's do it. And then that, that was a lot. Then the first one was now 11 years ago. Well, and also this year we had, um, I mean, we always have Jorge Molina, who, who 
kind of brings everybody together under the rotunda, does a community blessing. And uh, this year it was a dedication to the five, the Frisco Five, the five people who went on hunger strike for police reform here in San Francisco. Uh, they were demanding that the mayor fire the police chief. And actually, just about a week ago, the mayor eventually fired the police chief. Um, I mean, it's a pretty pretty monumental, but also, of course, a very controversial uh, situation here in San Francisco. Uh, definitely rattles the establishment um, when, when, when people actually get, get their voices heard and, and the policies enacted that otherwise had been kind of ignored. Um, but it was prompted, um, sadly, um, that, that, that final push um, that the mayor you know, asked for the chief's resignation. That final push sadly came um, on on the heels of a young woman here in San Francisco being shot and killed by a police officer here in San Francisco. And um, we were going to talk that, about that a bit today. Um, Clark is here. Yeah, yeah. Um, her name was Jessica Williams, um, and she was killed by a sergeant on the San Francisco Police Department on May the 6th. And uh, basically... Um, she was uh, living out of her car in that neighborhood, basically. Um, there was some question of whether she was being investigated by the police department or not. Um, but there has been like an ongoing war against people of color in the Bayview-Hunters Point area for the last, as a resident, you know, the last 35, 40 years it's been going on. Um, basically, uh, I personally believe that the police are agents of gentrification, and they use the pressure on the black and brown people of San Francisco uh, to get them criminal records uh, and get them out of the city, basically, and off to somewhere else because that property is valuable to somebody. But getting back to Jessica's case, um, there's not a whole lot that's really known about her personal life. Um, I've actually talked to a couple of people that knew her, and there were um, a couple of homeless people that knew her. And she was very nice, a very mild-mannered person. And she would probably be the last person that you would think of that would be wanted by the police or even the subject of any kind of police investigation whatsoever. Um, and at the time when she was shot and killed, um, she was backing away from the police. Um, so and she had no weapon. She had not fired any guns at the police. There was somebody in the car with her at the time. There was somebody. There was somebody that was sleeping in the back of the car. I thought it, I thought it was uh, her boyfriend who was in another car right. right by there. That's what I heard you say right. in her car. Yeah, she was well, in the why car. Why did it come out in the press that he was sleeping in another car, which happened to be parked right there? Right. Very little has come out. Right. In the yeah. Press. There's nothing. There's not going to be any official statement that's going to come out from the police department in a while, I don't think, uh, basically because they're trying to cover all their tracks. Um, and as you know, the police are never going to admit any wrongdoing whatsoever, uh, whether they did or didn't, uh, because of uh, a question of uh, liability but to the city. And if they had did manage to say something in one way or another, that could be used against the city because there will be a lawsuit pending eventually down the road from... I would assume John Burris's legal offices. Well, I talked to, I left, I left my number. Burris was on uh, KLW uh, last Thursday, uh, yesterday. 
And they're having our, our, our friend, kind of our associate, who does your call at 10 o'clock. Rose Aguilar. Rose Aguilar is Your call. We know her quite well. Oh, by Miss Pearl. Hey, Pearl. Look how cool you look. Wowzy. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, All right. So um, today at 6.30 p.m., uh, there's going to be a demonstration at 3rd in Palau. Uh, so we're asking people to bring candles and prepare for a march to the Bayview Police Station where there will be a memorial for for Jessica uh, as well and to ask you know we're going to, we need to keep the pressure up on the police department because we want them to release the facts in the case and there's no you know no reason why they shouldn't release the name of the police officer who shot her as well you know we're really getting tired of this same old same old thing about the police where they don't want to say anything they withhold all the information uh, blah 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 you know and a lot of it i think is is just a lot of uh uh foot dragging on their part you know and and just trying to um uh they don't want people to know about this of course right and um also uh, another thing i wanted to bring up was that her next of kin lives in sacramento her cousin and her cousin has scheduled uh, she's going to have a uh a home going service for jessica on june the 6th at 10 a.m at mogan and jones funeral home in sacramento and uh, they're going to have the viewing of the body on June 4th between 1 and 4 p.m. And that's from her family uh, that's going to be having having this memorial. But we are asking people to show up today. We need to keep the pressure on the police department because uh, Chief Sora wouldn't have resigned unless there was a tremendous public pressure on on them to stop the police killings. This is, you know, and, and the thing that really is disturbing about this whole case and everything is that um, this follows directly after Luis Gangora, who was murdered by the police just a few weeks ago. I believe it was April 6th. Um, yeah, just a few blocks up the street yeah, from here. She you. Right, yes. thanks. 7th, seventh. Seventh, April 7th. And then there was the case of, uh, oh, geez, I forgot his name, Mario Woods, who was basically executed by the police on videotape. Um, I think one of the reasons why Jessica's case is not coming to the forefront is because on the other two cases, there was actual video of the, I, you know, first on um, Mario Woods' case, there was the famous video, the eyewitness video of them actually killing him. And then with Luis, there was a uh, video that was out of the sight of the lens, but there, you could hear everything that was going on. And that happened within 30 seconds. But with Jessica, there was no video, sadly. Right. Sometimes I think. Jessica, of course, and this does not mention too much, is the first. We have a whole line of, of uh, men who have been murdered by the police. She's the first woman. Yeah, quite a while. And I won. I wanted the first woman. I'm talking about this list of uh, the first woman. And I wonder if there might be, because I wonder, they don't seem to, they, they seem to have jumped up to, a defender jumped up to talk about it, jumped up to do whatever they do, the way they have with the dudes. Well, there there might a, be, there's, uh, they, yeah, go ahead, there is something. There's a similar case that happened here in San Francisco. Uh, Jessica. Yeah, a few years ago, a woman who was, who was. Right now. That, yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to say that there was another case of a woman, her name was Sullivan, Annette Sullivan, I believe. Her last name was Sullivan, I know that for sure. But she was murdered in much similar circumstances to Annette or to Jessica. Uh, uh, the only difference being is that Miss Sullivan was white, but she was also in a car that was fleeing the police. And this happened up on Van Ness Avenue. So it hasn't been that too long ago. And I, I had a, I had a friend um, that I grew up with. Um, you might re recall the name Sheila Detoy. Yeah. Um, she was in a car 
with someone who the police was was staking out and so the um they they had this they were staking out these guys and she happened to be friends with them um and uh, they were all in this car and were trying to get away from the police as well and the police shot at the car and they shot and killed her um the guys got away and then carjacked somebody and they eventually got um you know picked up later um but they were being staked out for like drugs and and things like that um but they ended up settling you know there was a civil suit um that was settled in the city so there again you have a civil suit where uh you know the family may be you know compensated monetarily but they've lost their loved one and the officers involved you know they don't they don't go to jail Right. Um, and not to get too far off the topic. Well, okay, well, I want to stay on the topic. Okay. I'm going to get you off the topic. I happen to be there. Hey, uh, Pearl, you know, uh, I happen to be, uh, uh, I was waiting for a bus. In fact, the 24, right there in the corner of Industrial and Bayshore. And so I looked, uh, I felt something going, I saw a bus pass me, and I looked down. And there was something was happening. People were running around. The cops were, but there weren't many cops there, but they were running around like chickens with their head off. Their head just got off. There was something weird going on. And that was about a half a block away from me. I was at Industrial Bayshore, and this happened on, on Industrial uh, just off Revere. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And this is not why they've all, every, all of, the, uh, of the, 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 the media, either through the eye, the newspapers, what little there's been. What little there's been, or through the year, the radio, whatever, channels or TV, I don't watch TV, I don't have one. But anyway, has talked about it, said, mentioned, it, said this has happened at Bayview. But to me, this is not the Bayview. This is, in fact, the warehouse district where nobody lives, which is a group of warehouses. It's like a deserted area. There are no people around, or very few. And uh, that's where it happened. And that's where it happened. And I looked, and I'm looking. Uh, no more. The, the, a cop comes running out. Apparently, this had just happened, and a cop came running out. He was a guy in his 40s, an old cop. The, 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 the regular cop looked like he'd been doing it for years. Looked that like he was part of the old uh, old regime. Came running out, and I'm right, right, right in front of me, right there, industrial and Bayshore. Do you know where I'm talking about? Yep. Yep. Pearl. Mm-hmm. Industrial in Bayshore, and he doesn't. Uh, and he, uh, he was in a, And I said, "What's this cop? He's freaking out. He's in a hysterical state." I'm just thinking. That, that's my mind work. Uh, what's going on? And then he, and then this car pulls around uh, Bayshore onto Industrial, just a normal one. He comes running out, and he pulls his pistol out, and he holds it to the guy's head. What's happening? Holds it to his head, and he shouts in a hysterical cop-like way, turn around, get out of here, get out of here, turn around. And the, the, the guy, uh, the, the, the driver, uh, turns around and leaves, probably wondering why a gun was held in his head. And then the bus came by, and, they were like, and the bus is turned around in the middle of industrial, and it comes up, it, uh, and it comes to me, and I get on the bus, Wondering what, and I could feel some terrible vibe, something terrible, and I thought a shooting, must be a shooting before, I didn't find out for a couple hours, and I didn't hear a shot, but I said, I thought a shooting, and little did I know it was another shooting in the hands of the cop, 
of this world and uh, with this woman, Annette Williams, that I found later, which led to the uh, very, very quick resignation by Ed Lee, of the chief of police, Shearer, who is now gone. And this is after a 17-day, one of 17-day, 17-day hunger strike with a lot of my friends. I'm, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about Edwin. I'm talking about Selassie. I'm talking about Equipo. My, my friends who have stepped in and were on that hunger strike, a 17-day hunger strike, a report by the Blue Ribbon Committee, which was, uh, was a red, well Blue Ribbon Committee that was set up by the DA, who said who had this whole list of things that the sheriff had had done. I mean the chief of police had done, which. Uh, which you say this guy's got to go. There's a whole list of things, and one, two, three, four members of the board of supervisors who said the same, and they were holding on. And Ed Lee had said, "I'm with my my chief, blah blah blah, with my chief of police." And within two hours, he was gone. He was summoned to the, and he was gone and told to go out the back door because the press is waiting. And uh, he's never been seen since. And I wonder by that too. Is there some? All of this is. Uh, is there something we don't know? Which may or not eventually come out, but here be my sister, uh, my first sister Pearl. Pearl, you've been watching this from time to time. You've been doing dance performances. You've been on all these marches. I'm sure. I assume you'll be on the one today, and putting it out there. So I want to get your your thoughts of what's happening, and what you know. Well, I think that there is something to the fact that this was a woman who Please was murdered and that, that there, there isn't a lot of um, paying attention or, or acknowledgement of that fact. And ironically, it happened on Say Her Name Day, you know, which was about uplifting women's names, about violence towards women, about um, calling attention to that. And, and, and so it's, it's ironic that it happened in that way. And we've been pressuring for all of this time for Chief Sword to resign or step down and Mayor Lee to do something about it. And it's just as was predicted. He has blood on his hands. And my feeling, my feeling about it is that he has to go as well. He has to go as well. The mayor, the mayor has well, to go. In fact, uh, Absolutely. In fact, there are people putting together there needs to be a, uh, a recall campaign. That's uh, putting put together. People need to get out there with uh, to, uh, with those uh, petitions. Uh, to, or when you see somebody out, of the, out there with those petitions, to sign your name, registered voters, and a certain number, maybe you know, I'm not sure, has to sign. It's quite a few. It's in the thousands. And then there'll be a uh, the, the, then there'll be an election to recall Mayor Lee. Yeah, I think that prior prior to you know what happened um, with this particular murder and the resignation of Chief Soar, that there was qu there were questions about whether or not we could actually pull off a recall. I think at this point in time, this would be the point in time to do it. Yeah, and I think that um, you know it's exhausting to to be amongst people who continue to act as if everything's okay. This has been building up over the months building up and building up and and in a in a very um kind of escalated dense time period i mean i've been here a few times since the alex nieto trial you know that was just in march yeah. 
And we're only, we're not to the end of May yet. And we have seen, you know, a travesty of a trial. We've seen yet another murder, yet another two murders. I mean, it's almost like we've got, you know, one every month or so occurring, right? And, And this flirt and a hunger strike. And another strikeout at San Francisco State, and I think that this came in the la- came up the last time I was here. That it's not a coincidence that ethnic studies was being attacked at, around this time in this milieu of um, conservatism and police state, police terror, and um, and this selling out of our city. And, yet we, and at the same time, we know, hey guys, we're just walking around. We know that among the people. Kind of the folks who are listening to this show, among the te- people, there's been more and more of a, ch- of a, of a change. People, whether through their poetry, their music, what they say to one another, uh, there's some, uh, there's a movement growing on, a movement which, uh, movement which has no name yet, but we can feel it. There's something happening. Now, whether uh, beca- and uh, as far as the murder of Jessica Williams is concerned, it seems like even among the left, these among the usual subjects. They seem to treat her in a different way, and I wonder because it's a woman. There hasn't been the leaping up of anger and let's get something done and so on. There's been some of the other murders by cops, which are men. You know, the other ones were I think you feel that too. That had a lot to do with it. What? There was video evidence. There was video evidence of of the other Mario Woods and uh, and uh, Jose or Luis, excuse me. Um, there, there was video evidence of their cases. There was no video. Well, there's something, there's something, there's something to do with it. But I think my, I'm talking among the people, among the people. Uh, I think there's an unconscious sexism that's going on. I'll just leave it. What do you think, Pearl? You're, you're in the midst of it. You I feel think it that, too. I think that we do continue to have our issues, it's gender our issues. issues, and um, we have to check that. And this continually. puts, and this puts everything in the front. Gender issues, you say it. Racial issues, black and brown, black and brown people. They say black and brown unite, but we're saying all the folks unite. There's a lot of folks. There's a lot of folks of other of other hues who are down with it too, who are oppressed as well. And when I was on that march, was that Tuesday, when we walked, we went from the cop shop. In fact, let me tell you the story. I know I'm talking a lot, but I do that. A little story. I'm going as I did every day getting off the bus at 16th in Valencia and going down to the uh, to the hunger strike. I spent some hours there. I know them quite well. And I'm on the hunger strike, going down to the hunger strike. And about halfway down, down the block, I'd see their tent. Are they still here, I'd wonder? And, oh, there's a tent. They are. And just then, when I was just about looking for the tent, I heard the voice from the spirit... The, the, the voice from the spirit this is the day before the march that we ever together I heard the voice from the spirit and here's what she said the words was uh, anyway uh, it, it was uh, oh strategy it was uh, exit strategy exit strategy <laughs> thank exit you strategy. I heard about it <laughs> yeah oh and it went to viral exit strategy it's, oh that's it and I walked in, and within uh, less than a minute, I'm looking at the tent. Uh, uh, Edwin, and, uh, and they were uh, all feeling we were lying around the tent, Edwin and uh, Selassie. And there was mom and, the, and mother uh, uh, and equipment. And I, I said each one to them, hey, it just came to me. I just heard a voice from the Spirit. And the voice was, 
exit strategy. And I never used those words before. I never thought of an exit strategy. And they're just each individual realizing it's time to, uh, we've been here 17 days. We've more or less made our message. And he's, well, I don't know, maybe one by one we should lie. He said, no, no, well, you came in this together, and you should be leaving together. Isn't that right? And moving on to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I just want to name a couple of very, very powerful women that are striking in, in this time of... Um you know, unrest and, and resistance and protest. And one of them is clearly Elvira Nieto, the mother of Alex oh Nieto. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. What, what beauty and strength and, and, and just her presence alone as she shows up continually with her husband, Refugio, to be present for all of these protests. I mean, like all of them. I know, she even came to my poems. No, yeah, she's come to some of the yeah, events I did. That's amazing. And La Mama, Maria Cristina Gutierrez. Oh my gosh, what, what inspiration. What, what you know, constantly when, when she speaks, it's it's this um, emanation of wisdom, you know, and and it it wherever we are, it seems in the conversation, it tends to she hones in, and then there's this like teaching that she does that's really amazing, which reflects, I guess, the fact that that's what her work is. It's been with children and teaching. I'm so talking about I, I call I her mama, her. and that's who I'm talking about. <laughs> feel oh my her and appreciate her. In fact, she was the first one I talked when I walked in. They said, "Well, you should talk to Mama." And there she was. She was on the first floor of the uh, cop station, which they had allowed me. Well, what they could do? And I said, "I just had." She was like this. I said, "The words just came to me." Exit strategy. <laughs> and she looked. And she said, "Well, we have to talk to everybody." She said, "And this too is part of it that the women are stepping up." You know, one of the lines I've used for a while because it came to me from the spirit. Is goddesses galore, sisters glorious. Wow. Well, okay, let me name a few more sisters. Okay, go ahead. So I've been on the first response team working with the unhoused witnesses of the Jose Luis Gongora Pat murder. So these are the witnesses, the eyewitnesses, who were in the homeless encampment who have been retaliated upon by by the very police who committed this murder. So they've been through a lot. They've been traumatized, re-traumatized over and over. And the women involved in this little group that that are just, you know, came together like bam. Uh, one key woman who's been working with the Alex, help found the Alex Nieto Coalition is Adriana Camarena. Um, and then there's Tiny Lisa Garcia, Greg hey. Garcia from Poor Magazine, amazing. And Laura Guzman of the Mission Neighborhood Resource Center, amazing group of women. I mean, it's just been um, inspiring to watch them work. Uh, amazing how quickly and how um, gracefully they, they and, and with so much stamina also, Grace, stamina, you know, just coming together in response. So I just want to say there are, there is a tremendous amount of work that women are doing. There in is this a stepping up. That's why I say goddesses. Yeah. yeah. Lamisha. Lamisha, the mother yeah. of uh, the mother of Idris Stelly. Mm-hmm. Right. She's very active, very much. She's a. Uh, she basically uh, she functions. Uh, by maintaining a lot of Facebook pages of the people that were murdered by San Francisco police. All those Justice for Coalition Yeah, that's Lamisha. Wow. And, you know, I, I, I kind of felt the whole time during the hunger strike that if, if Mama had not been there, 
that it wouldn't have lasted as long as it did. I, 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 I mean, if you just had those four men who were there, I, I have a feeling that there would have got, it would have gotten a little ugly uh, sooner on. But because you had this matriarch in the mix and she was clearly you know, leading them and, and kind of being their kind of spiritual, uh, compass. Um, you know, San Francisco could, I mean, the police department are, you can't touch that. And I, I really did feel that the whole time I was like, thank God they have her. And that, I mean, it was her kind of initiating it, but uh, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. She was very much a stabilizing force. But also just the like a, the kind of protector, you know, she was kind of like the the shield through which the police could not, you know, overstep their boundaries. Right. So, uh, so so much. Uh, wow. And her son, of course, was there a cripple. Oh, yeah. Who's, what's his name? Equipto. Equipto. Do you know what's name? Equipto. Equipto. That's uh, I know it's Equipto. That's uh, her son. And of course, her right. son uh, her son's good friend is Selassie. Who is no? Each of them, them had to too, have their own kind of agendas. They're pushing out. They're getting their own agendas, which is, which is, which which connects with the fact that they have all this. They 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 have their collective agenda of seeing something gets done. Uh, Edwin, who's Lindo, who's going to be running for supervisor in this very district nine, so it's their own. But she was one who had no other agenda than, in fact, she uh, she felt that felt it was time for something to be done, and had some. Knowledge, I'm sure, of the fact we've never had in my long history, this old man, we've never had not only a uh, never had a hunger strike uh, politically in this town, we've never, I don't even remember a dis discussion where people are talking about this, that, and what we should do, where somebody said hunger strike, that was thought to be beyond, that was something Gandhi did, that was something you read about, but to bring it right home, I think it took her to really realize. Yeah, well, my hats off to the to the activists that went on a hunger strike, because it's clear with the the current uh, uh, police behavior here in San Francisco that there needed to be more radical action that needed to be taken, and I believe that that between the hunger strike and Jessica's murder by the police, those were the two things that ousted the police chief out of his office. Which was at the beginning when this started, we didn't think we were ever going to get Chief Sewer out of office. Uh, that's true. Until up to the very last days, and, but we could see stuff was piling up. Right. Stuff was piling up. I mean, uh, the, the hunger strike, but that re reflects. Oh, I always like to say here, uh, at city, in the city, on the planet, and on the street. Of course, the city is in the city. At the at city in the city. The, that's at city is City College of San Francisco, which was uh, which was part of when you have a, uh, that vision of seeing it's all connected. The fact that these folks came in from somewhere else and had a kind of a coup d'état with their own agenda. I still see it happening. A lifelong learner at City College to take the accreditation away, so they said from City College and turn it into a very different institution. That's still be happening at city in the city that uh, we, we'd be here in the mission district and we're the way and the mission is what's feeling it really hard now uh, the word i'm talk, talking about we can all say it, it starts with a d gentrification that's right so so i just want to put a little um shout out about 
three three events that I'm involved uh, with coming yeah, up. I was about to ask you, of um, course. You have always asked me to come and talk about what I'm going to do, and I finally have something to say. <laughs> so on January 4th, right here in the Mission, um, right out in front of Pigeon Palace. Pigeon Palace, uh, friend Chris Carlson. Uh, it's it's right there. You could uh, it's right there. Go to Folsom. Yeah, right? go go to Phil, uh, Phil's Coffee. Uh, probably you know it well, right on the corner of Phil, and then turn around and walk half block down the street, and you'll see Pigeon. Palace, right, so right? Pigeon Palace is one of the uh, sites that's connected to this On the Stoop festival that the Red Red House, Red Poppy House folks are putting oh, on. I got Red Poppy. Red Poppy, yeah. And interestingly enough, the Pigeon Palace is across the street from the site where Almicar Perez Lopez was killed. So um, that's, right. that's just something to keep in mind that that, that spot is actually um, one of the sites of of these recent killings by by the San Francisco Police Department. And um, what I'm doing is this ongoing work in progress called Amor y Justicia. Love. Amor y Justicia is something that you hear amongst. Amongst the activists, it's just something that we say, amor por Alex, amor por Amilcar, así, right? We say this all the time. And so I've sort of taken on amor y justicia, and I'm reflecting on my own kind of journey through this process of, of going to Alex Nieto's trial, of relating with the families, of, be, of living through two new, you know, murders, and um, attending all of these protests and marches and being with people, discussing with people. And one of the things I wanted to make a note of is that what I have found that has shifted, so many things have shifted in the city, but what has shifted since the time when I was making work in the 90s is that the artist community has, I, I could say, almost checked out. I do not feel the 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 relationship to issues as I felt them before. I mean, in 1992, after the Rodney King verdict, it was palpable. Palpable, you, you feel know, it. Just palpable, you can feel what, it. <laughs> what we were experiencing and and relating with, and now it seems almost as if people really are living in either either they're completely down. Or they're they're basically in denial, you know. And I can't believe people would say, "Did what? What happened?" You know, almost as if they 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 missed it somehow. It's it it's not. You can't miss it. it it's uh, coming at us with a fury. You know what I mean? And it's all those connections. All these different movies. I, I had a show back back in the day. I'm talking about starting in the, the middle of the 70s on KPOO, KPO 89.5. Uh, and when I, when I was singing The Spirit, I didn't recognize The Spirit back then the way I do now. But, but when the, spirit came to, the voice of The Spirit came to me, and what she said was, one struggle, many fronts. I said, that's it. That's what I'm going to call my show on KPU, because they'd offered me a show before KPU. That's a whole other love job. I won't go into that now. On KPU. And when I came, well, Dad, what do you want to call the show? I said, one struggle, many fronts. And in fact, that's what's happening. And, uh, and back then, this is in the early 70s. 
when the winner was to quote Bob Dylan, music in the cafe at night and revolution in the air. And definitely, if there's some reason for my existence right here is to feel that revolution in the air and to express it here. Do you hear me, uh, yeah, Pearl? Yeah, I hear you. So in addition to this, this we need um, it. We need it. It afternoon performance, so between 2 and 5 is on the Stoop Festival, and there are um, a number of sites, and I'll be at Pigeon Palace at 3.55. That's what time they scheduled me for, 3.55. <laughs> but yes, Chris Carlson, Adriana Camarena, Keith Hennessy. This Keith is the lineup. Yeah, Keith Hennessy is there, too. Keith Hennessy lives in Pigeon Palace. So, so what, what's the date of that again? June 4th. June 4th. So that's next Saturday. And in addition to that, June 3rd and June 4th in Oakland at Eastside East Arts Alliance, I will also be performing in a group showing called Artists in Resistance. So I think maybe this is starting to make a little bit of a shift, a turn, where I'm, I'm connecting with other artists who are awake and and perhaps you know awaken, wanting awaken, to do awaken, more awaken, around um uh, action arts activism you know the kind of thing i love likewise uh, wise <laughs> like and this is what this show is about and and where is that going to be again that's at the east side arts alliance in oakland the east side arts yeah, alliance it's at eight o'clock uh, Friday night and Saturday night. It's a great lineup. There's some awesome folks on the program, and so I'm I'm look very much looking for, for to, very much looking towards uh, this sort of ongoing. I'm it's an ongoing, you know, um, uh, evolution or 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 uh, what would you say evolution? Uh, the creative process around Amori Justicia just keeps moving changing on. and moving, moving and shifting on. because a, we keep going through this process here in San Francisco. And another aspect of it, so we just want to talk a little bit about this business of tasers and and the um, San Francisco Police Department. Um, there is, do you want to say this? Because I don't have my reading glasses. Okay, sure. Um, there'll be um, the police commission meetings, meets at room 400 at 5.30 p.m. at San Francisco City Hall. Uh, the discussion on that night will be about tasers and about whether San Francisco Police Department should receive tasers or not. And uh, most of the people that I know of uh, that know anything about tasers is that they're ineffective and, and, and dangerous and, dangerous and possibly deadly and there's no evidence statistically that supports the police department argument that tasers would reduce the number of police killings a matter of fact in places where they have tasers the number of police killings are actually higher so that'll be at um, room 400 at san francisco city hall at 5:30 p.m this thursday and that corporation or wait, no, wait, excuse me, Wednesday, June 1st, I'm sorry. Okay, and that, uh, this corporation that manufactures tasers, I don't know if it's called Tasers Incorporated. It's called Taser International, and so that's very suspect, that whole situation. And they've been the doing this lobbying. Department, the yeah, the police department has, buying, a, buying has a contract with Taser International, and Taser International actually was involved in manipulating the evidence at the Alex Nieto trial. Sure. And Steve Tuttle, who was at the Justice Summit, which just happened here in San Francisco a few days ago, absolutely denied and refused to answer, deflected the question. He did not, 
He did. He he asked. Who's Steve Tuttle? He's a he's a sales guy. He's a sales guy from Taser International. He was on the panel at the Justice Summit, which was you know presented uh, by Jeff Adachi, the public public defender, and basically avoided the the whole issue of what was called the time drift theory and um, the manipulation of the Taser to line up with the police fictional narrative of what happened to Alex Nieto and. And after doing that, they have this huge contract uh, to supply body contract. cams. If I'm and not so these kidding. guys are it's more than cams. these guys are more than salesmen. They're lobbyists. Yeah, they're 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 exactly. people who brought their knowledge of politics. It's not who you know or what you know. It's what you about to do. Who you so, know? We don't even want know what's happening. Taking people to dinner, doing all this. We don't even. I mean, I I don't. I said we don't even want them. But actually, I want to know. Why do I, yeah, Eddie, I, I think want that to know that's what happened, thing. but I have a pretty good idea. That's the thing. We, we, I think that we have to actually take the time to educate ourselves on what's going on. Otherwise, we're going to be duped. You know, we're just going to miss it all. And it's, you know, they're sly. They're, they're, they're slick. You know, they're deceiving. They're deceiving and deceitful. And so you have to get smart, you know, and, and pay attention. And so I really do appreciate a lot of the... Um, you know, the gatherings that have happened in response to this situation and the, the effort that's being made, although it's like almost like we're catching up and it's, you know, it's like after the fact, right? But nevertheless, that there is a concerted effort going on from a lot of different groups to to address this issue of police brutality, of, of, of implicit, explicit bias, of corruption within, within the police department, and um, the need to really, I guess, totally redo what it is we're doing, you know? And uh, that's a big, big task. That's a big question. How do we um, write, write these amazing, write these wrongs, right? Yeah, and, and, and what you're talking about is part of what the hunger strike, the Frisco Five we're talking about is, this is not just about getting the chief to resign and, and be, you know, and, and get somebody else in there, just like, you know, somebody else. It's about trying to get um, public input as to who the next, chief of police, who the chief of police should be, and, and having uh, more public um, input and control over the actions and the, and the people who are running the police department. Yeah, that's right. There's a movement now more for um, deep reform within the police department, um, a critique and, and look at you know how things have happened, how we don't have access to any information. The police are completely protected. Um, there's there's the need to actually prosecute and bring these officers who have gotten off. We have to bring them to trial and actually have them, you know, um, go to jail. Uh, you know, just, and yeah, and so be ref- held accountable. Be held accountable, right? And so there's there's the notion of reform, but also the other beautiful thing that I think could happen is that we the community could become part of the oversight of the police, could be involved, community relating with supervision of the police, since the police have not been able to supervise themselves, right? I, I would like to add that uh, my thoughts on this very briefly, as we all know, there's been a Uh, all throughout the country, a militarization of the police. Mm. Small towns have tanks and all this bullshit left over from all the wars that we're constantly in. Here, here's a bunch of stuff for you to play with. My feeling about what's going on here in San Francisco, when I heard 
about Jessica being murdered. I mean, you know, I am not a political activist. I hate to say uh, I'm not anymore, like I used to be back in the day. But when I heard this blip, this short thing on the radio, I, I immediately ding, ding, ding. You know, you have to be your own detective. But let me just get back to my point. This is blatant. This police craziness, insanity, these men and women on the police force are trained. They are trained to become dehumanized. They are trained to not possess critical thinking. They have become, uh, quite frankly, I really do believe that it's so crazy that they would be using robocops if they could mm -hmm. with artificial intelligence mm -hmm. because these are no longer human beings and when you s state uh, yes the women have always stepped up women have always been in the forefront starting with the underground railroad the resistance in europe women have always been in the forefront they are the mothers and, and i'm not a mother but let me say let me say this let me say this i don't know what happened to these men and women who trained to become cops but I think perhaps people who love these, these are daddies and moms, somebody's brother, somebody's son. Hey, we all got to be accountable now. What the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. Where's your spirit of humanity? Are you so far gone from being, what are they brainwashed? Or do they have a chip in their freaking brain? They don't even live in this town anymore. They can't afford to live here. Correct. But what, but let, all I have to say, and I don't have, and listen, Pearl, you are beautiful. You know what's going on. So does Clark. I am just a peripheral person out here going, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. This is in our faces. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, and I do believe that many people are worn the hell down. And you know, this is all connected up with this Trump, this bullshit, where people are empowered now. The more they get away with this shit, the more they're empowered. When when the hunger strikers came up, and yes, the poems under the dome, where that was brought to our attention, was a beautiful thing. We had silence, and I really felt the unity with the hunger strikers. That was so necessary. An idea whose time has come. An idea whose time has come. The time has come now to stop this. Mm -hmm. Question this. Mm -hmm. Keep protesting. Bring these... They're mad. They're insane. They're, let's face it. You gotta be insane to do this. It is murder. And so let's all step up to the plate. Let's stay strong. Because our idea has, time, has come. And let me mention another sister. Last week... With the hunger strikers, I was at this affair in this big auditorium in Cole Hall with the hunger strikers. Were you there? Uh, did you hear about it? Yeah. And who stepped up? Who stepped up? Uh, who? Uh, in fact, she was the one who put them all in the hospital, having looked at their vital signs and so on. I'm talking about her sister Rupa. Do you know Rupa? Rupa. Rupa, who's been on here playing her music. Find, I'm not sure of her last name. Maybe we can find that. Uh, yeah. Rupa is a doctor. Rupa's got an amazing activist rock band, soul band, funk band called Rupa and the, and the April Fishes. Let's play some music. And she made, she gave what was a lecture, a lecture about the role of the medical profession. And the place was packed. It's a huge hall going down like this. Wow. And I looked around. We were, those hunger strikers and their immediate friends were, were, were like a little gathering, like an, uh, an oasis in this big crowd of people. And Rupa, um, uh, Rupa put it together.
the maiden's man, she made a le she did a lecture about the role of medicine in all this and the need for doctors not just look at the individual at their vital signs, but realizing they're part and parcel of a community which itself is not well. You just laid it out, Cara. Which is not which is uh, which itself is not well. And uh, and so a doctor needs to look and not only the person's body, body vital signs themselves, but the environment in which they come out of. And she gave a brilliant speech. I'm not moving the words for lecture to speech, because she made a, a brilliant speech, and I realize she's stepping up. I'm realizing that Marupa is now stepping forward uh, to see uh, not only as a doctor at uh, a doctor in the critical wards at UC Med Center at General Hospital, but also as a fellow human being, and we're going to hear more of her. Uh, uh, Pearl, it doesn't seem like you've connected with Marupa much, but you will. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> oh, no more than perhaps, but, but, believe me. Yeah, and, and that goes along with there's, you know, there's been this ongoing question and, and push for the Center for Disease Control to study gun violence in America. You know, the, the, there are people in the CDC who say this is a public health crisis in America, mm -hmm. and, and yet there's so much resistance to actually incorporating that into the way that we look at the health of our nation. Um, and, I, you know, it's all really tied in together right there um, I didn't I didn't see the uh, the presentation that Rupa gave but you know the, I mean they, they had health, health professionals at City Hall uh, protesting um, not just with the hunger strikers but on their behalf um, even after they had gone uh, into the hospital and were trying to come off of their fast um, you know you, there's they that picture, there, yeah, yeah there's that picture of all those medical professionals Mo most of them were women actually That's um, what we're talking in, about. standing in, in City Hall with their arms locked outside the mayor's office, you know, drawing attention to this. And, and a uh, lot of the youth were arrested that night. Uh, that was a, it might have been a different day, but well, yeah, that was, was it? I'm not sure. But anyway. Well, uh, I think that that, that points to um, the need and the potential for many, many angles, many angles of uh, interface and, and, and response from all of our work worlds. You know, I mean, Rupa is in a situation where she's a doctor and and a teacher and working with you know uh, US, UCSF, which has a lot of resources. So you can have she's a person uh, within uh, too. You know, a big situation like that. But I think that you know, and here's my I'll just say it one more time. I I would like to see the artists step up in some way. I would like to see a concerted effort once again from from the dancer, artist, theater, this community that I was raised in practically my career, the beginnings of my career here in San Francisco. And like I say, I have I feel a shift in the first dot com. Uh, you know, displacement of artists. We had, you know, people in tutus at City Hall <laughs> complaining, you know, they did their thing. This I have not seen. Have they given up? Because Something has happened. It's, it's, it's like... Uh, a kind of wearing down maybe you know it's become so challenging they've gotten pushed out so some of them are many of in them the are city. gone they're gone and so this is you know this is what I'm 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 disappointed I'm I'm expressing my frustration and my sorrow actually that it's that it's like this well I don't want to say all we can do but I say what we can do is that this very show which I was I'm gonna bring back one struggle many fronts 
uh, the, the Common Thread Collective, because that was the next step, Casta Why This very show, well, the reason why we're here, the reason why I had so many years ago, it's a bunch of years ago we've been doing this, uh, been using, I've uh, been doing this, is to be not the voice, but a voice of just that, which needs to be happening, which we need to put people on the move, we'll help people get on the move, to provide a place where they can do all those things that, that artists can do. We're, together, we're having the widest view of the name artists, spoken word, singing word, uh, artist, uh, whatever it is you do, and to be a voice of all that. That's where about Pearl, and that's why well, it's no accident you be here. And I think that, you, you know, the, the, the continuum between activism and arts, you know, the, the activist side of that span is really calling us to show up in that way, you know, but, but we can go back and forth, and we can you know, kind of tra traverse both sides. And um, that's my hope, is that somehow more of the artist community wakes up to this at, at a ground level. That's what's needed. Well, we're at this ground level right here. You just have to walk in, and here we are, right here in the mission. On the uh, I live in uh, said, where do we live? Well, I live in the Bernal Bottoms, which is uh, not so far away. Oh, you're like good. Where do you live? I live in the Bernal Bottoms, and which is just a hop, step, and kind of away. So anyway, so uh, so Pearl, I'm looking at you and saying to you, Pearl, uh, whatever you could do, I want to uh, appoint you, and that if you uh, appoint you, if and that if you do, it's up to you in whatever way to be one of our correspondence, one of our liaison people, always welcome here. And uh, and anybody who'd say, hey, why don't you go, you got this to say, we want to put it out there, why don't you go on this show, the Common Thread Collective on Friday, you'll be treated with respect, you'll be given your space, and you can do whatever it is you it is that you do. You hear me, Pearl? Yeah, thank you, thank you. Hope to see you at the show. In front of Pigeon Palace I'll be on in Saturday. Front of Pigeon Palace, right. Yeah. And of course, uh, <laughs> of course, that's also on the fourth. That's also uh, Map, the Mission Arts and Pride Performance Project. Right. In fact, Jorge Molina, who did the Four Directions uh, at uh, Naturally, and the poems under the dome, is one of the uh, organizers of that Jorge, and another friend of our David, who uh, first uh, had uh, made this happen, and Map be uh, the, so this be part of the Porch Festival, but this also be part of Map. Am I yeah, right? They're both connected. That's right. It's all connected. But yeah, so bring it home right now. And and just a, a note on that. We usually we have them co everybody come in the the day before Map, but next Friday we're actually not going to have a That's live right. show. Oh, so just well, to I'm make note, uh, June. Third, there's not going to be a live common thread. Um, there may be some folks hanging out. I know uh, Roman from the Weekly Review said he might just hang out and see if anybody shows up, just to kind of uh, you know see see if anybody needs to needs to to get the word out. out um, but but actually, we're not going to be doing a show, a live show here. Um, that Friday, so that's next week. But we will be back the following week, June 10th. That was going to be a big send-off for Diamond Dave, um, and uh, before he goes on his uh, summer journeys. But I'll be here during the summer, and um, you know everybody's welcome to come through on Fridays. So come on through. I want everybody Thanks to get Dave. together. And I won't be here. I'll be on the tour going, uh, heading for the rain, with many stops along the way to the Rainbow Gathering in the Green Mountains of Vermont. That's and now right. we have Rupa. Yeah, we have Rupa, some, yeah. Rupa and the Seven Fishes. What could be more appropriate? Rupa and the April Fishes. And, April fishes, and thanks me. to everybody for coming through to, uh, to talk about what's going on here in the city that we love so much um, and the ramifications of what happens here uh, going 
even, uh, well, around the planet, around the country. All right, we're taking you to the border. You seem to have a little misunderstanding in this country. came from one place and we're all going to the same exact place so let's try to treat each other with a little more dignity and respect this is a song called Poder. Thank you. 
And that was Rupa and the April Fishes singing Poder. And uh, you are listening to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm. We are here in the Mission District, 21st in Florida. The conversation you just heard is is happening. This is this is the the live. Uh, what's you know? This is what's really happening right here in our neighborhood, and uh, it's pretty. It's pretty uh, amazing to have everybody be able to come through and um, let this be a station where we can really let people know what's happening here in San Francisco from the grassroots up. Um, so I know we're going to get some live music started here in a moment or so. And uh, I think Max is setting up, I believe. So let's see here. I'm going to play a little music here um, and then we'll, we'll be right back. Make sure everybody's got their got their set up. Ready to go. y'all enjoy a little peter tosh happy friday everybody i'm global val you're listening to the common thread collective here mutinyradio.fm it is friday may 27th we are here almost every friday we'll actually be not doing a live show next friday which is june 3rd but please do come back on june 10th and um we're going to be giving diamond dave a summer send-off he's going to be going to the rainbow gathering and also with Food Not Bombs down to the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia. That's happening July 24th to the 28th, I believe. And um, I'll be here, and all of our friends will be here. We hope you'll be here, too. And, of course, we'll have our far-out, far-flung correspondent, Diamond Dave, calling in from his various locations throughout the the journey. Um, But please come down back on the 10th of June here at Mutiny Radio 21st in Florida, and we're going to give him a big old fun send-off party. We are here today, though. It's the 27th, and I see our friend Max up there on stage. He's got his guitar, and I mic-checked him, so I think we're all good to go. So uh, please uh, give us a, give us play some music for us, if you would. You Thanks go. for coming through all to play right. some music. Yeah. 
smoke, there's fire. Right on, Max. Yeah, we've got time for another one. All right, thanks. Thanks. I don't know what I'm going to play, but hmm, let's see. Come up with something quick here. Excuse worked. 
Max, it's good good to see you. Good to have you back. What was that? I said it's good to see you, man. Yeah, it's been a while, and it's always good to come in. Well, it's good. Uh, we're always happy to have you, as as well as everybody else who shows up here. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little bit of magic here. Right on. Um, so I know we've got uh, we've got another performer who is trying to. Oh, there goes Dave. You want to give us another song, Dave, or are, you, right, are, we, are we moving on? We can do one more. All right, let's do one more. <laughs> Thank you.
So good to have you. Max, thanks for coming through. Thanks for coming through. Why do you have another song you wanted to do? No, 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 no that's it. Thanks. Keep coming back, will you? Perfect. Thank you, Max. Thanks for what you do for bringing the energy level up. And now, hold on a second. Yeah, we've got a okay. next little order of things here. I know Carvita's going to read us a poem it's while a um, order. the Tyler's friend is going to be coming up next and then we're going to have steve so it's going to be perfect one two three hold on steve thank you for, for right. patience all right well we've got caravita here okay so uh, oh caravita oh, so <laughs> honor poetry no sorry is necessary we're all working it out together that's true everything is cool, everything is cool. <laughs> okay Kara. yes sir so good okay. we've uh, so bad so glad that you took part in this on what will be an ongoing conversation i'm sure i'm sure because uh unlike you unlike the other people we see out there that pearl was talking about we're involved with bringing the arts and the poets and the and the the politics together. We're here from the ground up in a, in a don't panic, keep organic way. Take it away, Carl. Thank you. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round all through the town. Disembodied fem bot robo voice on Muni bus speaks to us. Hose down. Please hold on. And I say to myself, 
please hold on to your identity. There be cyber, cyber thieves out there ready to strip you bare, hack you right down to the bone. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round all through the town. Please hold on to your autonomy, self-respect, personal belongings, ever-present cell phone. Please hold on to your hat. Oh, you may be in for a big surprise. Please hold on to your sanity and peace of mind. It may be a bumpy ride. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. Please hold on to an open mind, open heart, sense of purpose, sense of pride. Please hold on just a little bit longer. Almost there. Please hold on. It's almost over. Please hold on. It's going to begin. Please hold on. It will get better. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Please hold on to beautiful memories, doable dreams, and wild, crazy schemes. Please hold on to compassion, simple truths, a smidgen of civility. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round, all through the town. Please hold on to itty-bitty tattered shred of dignity. Please hold on to tiny glimmer of hope. Don't let the bastards get you down. The wheels on the bus go round and round all through the town. Please hold on to your humanity. Please hold on to that thought. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Please hold on to imagination, curiosity, finding solutions, freedom, human revolution. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round all through the town. Please hold on to your tongue, hold your tongue, words flung in anger, wound and hurt. Please hold on to forgiveness, what's done is done, move on. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Please hold on to your identity, critical thinking. Please hold on to oneness with nature. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Please hold on to awe and wonderment of a child, the possibility of new adventures. Please hold on to the ones you love, the ones you love. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Disembodied femme bot robo voice on Muni bus speaks to us. Please hold on just a little bit longer. Oh, I'm holding on, holding on for dear life. Uh, Carvita. There you go. And I did not
Yeah, I love how you took the the and, nose. And let's not play the blame game. Let's 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 keep envisioning, envisioning, envisioning the best that people have to offer. Visualize it. Put out the vibe. The next step is tele telepathically communicating. We can do this. We can make the leap. We are making the leap. Let's let's just keep. Holding on. Hold on. That's right. And I love how you took that that whole just such a basic little silly notion of automation and just to blew it out of the water, bringing it back it's to something human. It's great being here, Dave. You got a whole house full of folks. And uh, my pleasure being here. Thanks, Val. Thanks, David. It's always a pleasure to have you, Carvita. Always an honor. I want to add to that now. Uh, that in fact, David, Kara, Kara, I want to add on to hold on. Wake up. Hold on. Wake up. Here we be. I want to ride the bus over here, and I want to shout to people, wake up. Yeah. Just after they say, phones down, heads up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. This is the only time you have to live. You might as well embrace it and live long. Hold on. Wake up. Hold on. Wake up. We got this brother, Nico. Nico's coming on. Nico, he's got the guitar. He's uh, uh, our brother, Tyler, is about him by. Tyler is a talent searcher for with us. Thank Caravita for letting us, reminding us to hold on. Hold on and wake up. And here we are on the Common Thread Collective. And we've got, is it is it Miko or Nico? Nico. Nico. Yeah. Right on. Thanks for coming through to play. Yeah, th- I thank Diamond Dave for just inviting me on the show. And I uh, want to shout out my brother, Tip Vicious, who's going to kill it later. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right. Go for it, my friend. Thank you. Lying on the floor Not surprised but I'm alone I want to walk through that door Some place I can be at home Won't you break me out of here? 
I'm tired of this bad dream They're trying to box me in And tell me it's as it seems I haven't forgotten you Or the way that you pulled me through But now the moment's gone Just keep telling me it's all right Just don't be too surprised Cause I know what's behind those eyes Won't you break me out of here Yeah, Miko, right on. Did you want to, are you going to play uh, one more song? Definitely, yeah. Um, that last song was called Home. I actually wrote that when I was living in Idaho. And, uh, yep, and um, the next song I'm going to play is called uh, Closer to the Sun by Slightly Stupid. It's a great song. She's 
Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. You're welcome back anytime. Um, did you want to? Do you have any like? way people can listen to your music or um... Um, no I'm working on uh, getting that all sorted out I'm working on recording some songs and putting that out but I'll keep you updated for right sure. on well you've just been uh, recorded live here at mutiny radio so you'll be on uh, you just were streaming around the planet on the internet and also it'll be a podcast right after the show so on cool. mutinyradio.fm just find us out. here check common thread collective on Fridays you see the whole list of uh, and today's the 27th of May wow Crazy. Awesome. Really nice to meet you. Thanks for coming through to yeah, play thanks music. Thanks so much, guys. Much love. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Hey, Nico. You're welcome to be regular, part of our regular crew. Hey, Nico. Great. And I want to say that two days ago was Bob Dylan's 75th birthday. Yeah. 75 really? years. Hey, happy birthday, Bob. And, and in my mind, in so many ways, really, this what you're doing now began back then. This is 1961, I have you know. Mm-hmm. Again, all the generations that have come through, we're going that bad. Uh, maybe we could play some music if we find him. I'm talking about, uh, anyway, Bob Dylan's uh, 75th birthday. Maybe we could find something. And he and, uh, and uh, he and Dave Von Rock and Fred Neal and so many began back then. And I don't think they realized fully that they're opening the door to a whole new, is the word genre? There's people picking up the guitar and blazing, playing music, not good old folk songs, but in fact, the folk of today, which is what comes out of your heart and mind and spirit. Am I right? Definitely. Well, you're welcome aboard. Thank and you. now we got, on the phone. Oh, on the phone? Is Richard. Hey, Richard couldn't be with us today for reasons you may or may not say, but he's with us. Hey, Richard, good to hear your hey. good, Let me hear your voice so I can say good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. And I want to say uh, I love the uh, collective and give my love to everyone there. And it was really good to hear Caravito on the uh, radio. So, hey, good to hear Caravito on the radio. Uh, I want to get, uh, make a couple of announcements. You know, this weekend, and uh, you may have said this already, Carnival. Carnival's happening this weekend. So make sure you come down Sunday and watch the parade. And another event uh, uh, presented by Clara Sue uh, is a program called Wisdom and Romance. So uh, if you're in the get out of your comfort zone and come down to Chinatown. It's uh, got some wonderful poetry and uh, a lot of culture there. So it's called Wisdom and Romance, Classical and Contemporary Poetry, Saturday, May 28th at, uh, at 1 p.m. at the Chinatown Him Mark Lai Branch Library at 1135 Powell Street at Jackson. You can take the number 30 out and then walk about uh, one or two blocks north You'll come to Powell Street, and it's one block away on Jackson. Uh, it's Chinese-American poet and translator Clara Su uh, reads from her own poetry and from her translations of work by Xu Shi, Li Pao, Zhu Zimo, and the philosopher uh, Lao Zhu, if I pronounced that right. Uh, and Lao poet, Zhu. a great poem is going to read with Clara on her multi-voiced pieces. So uh, I hope people can come out. It's a rare event that happens, so... Let's take advantage of it. And I'm going to read two short pieces. Uh, both are kind of cute. Uh, one is particularly funny to me anyway, maybe not to everybody else. But anyway, trees have their coats on. Trees are dressed in their finest, wearing coats of blossoms, flowers of many colors, and golds, yellows, reds, whites. Their limbs hang low, ready to touch whomever walks by. I wear my coats of many colors, people compliment, saying, hey, nice coat. 
As I walk by trees, touching them, I say to them, hey, nice coats. So... Beautiful, brother. Hey, nice coats. That's a good attitude. That means you're going to live a long life, Richard, with that kind of attitude, which I share. That means you're open to it, down with it, around with it, and uh, and I'm becoming increasingly aware. What was the word aware? And what what, what else did... uh, Awake. And awake and aware. awake. What a funny thing. Well, I got one other short one. Uh, I hope people find this amusing, but I'm a little warped. Um, What's all that noise about? What's all that noise about? All that crying and carryings on. Screaming, loud drums, trees, trumpet, or is that something else? People run from what? It sounds like someone's shooting cars. It was later found out the man thought if they shoot horses because they overpopulate, he needed to shoot cars because they are breeding out of control. He was one he was the one who remained. What I mean by remain is the rupture finally happened. It happened in my lifetime. The faithful has finally been taken away. The rupture is upon us. Hallelujah. Taken up to the sky, God. Everyone is getting what they want. We have been freed. Oh, what joyous noise. What joyous noise. Richard. So good to hear your voice. That's us. What joyous noise, the Commentary Collective. Well, that's what we're about. What we're about. A lot of joyous noise coming out of the collective. Hey, I want to say something about Clara Sue. Yeah. Karasu is an amazing human being. Please oh. invite her to come down here. We're not going to be doing our show on the 3rd, of course, but on the 10th, uh, is, uh, uh, the show is going to continue throughout the summer, but I'm going to be on my North American tour. But we invite Karasu to come through because Karasu does a regular. This is not alone. Karasu does a regular getting together of the poets. Am I right? Oh, yeah. She's, she does a lot of stuff. What does she call that? Do you know they're regular getting together? If it's not on a monthly basis, it's on a regular basis. Well, I don't know if she's doing a, what, that uh, recently because I'm, I'm unaware of it. But she's always constantly coming to uh, sacred grounds, and uh, she's uh, doing a lot of these different translations. Uh, An amazing human she's being. She's leaving us for about a year. She's going somewhere over in Africa. Uh, uh-huh. Over in Africa. Africa. She does a lot. Of, she works with. She produces, co-produces uh, poetry TV with John Rhodes over at the Bayvac oh, yes, too. That's, right. that's it. Boy, how can I forget that? Well, we forget. Yeah, I'm amazed at what I can forget. Invited me on. Well, um, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going back to bed. To- be okay. well, I can go to All right. Well, now you can sleep. Uh, Feel better, Richard. You, Thanks for adding to the show today and always. And you can go back to guys. bed. We'll see you in two weeks. You can go to bed that you used another opportunity we have to call in. You can go back back to bed feeling well, saying I wasn't able to come in, but I was able to write, come out right on and put what I have to say, those two short and amazing poems. Well, hey, Val. Now we got Steve. Steve Arneson. Arneson. Steven's when I think oh, of the baby beats. Oh. He, he definitely is. A, comes out of that North Beach spirit. This one? Oh, this he's a good. You're fine. He's oh. a he's a fellow human being. And we got on the piano joining him is uh, is our uh, blood flower. Blood so flower. Steve, take it away. Okay, can you hear me? Okay, this is good. And I want to dedicate this to uh, James Conrad. I haven't seen him for a while. This is a little spoken word for James out of Burning Man 1996, this one. And I'm looking forward to anything this gentleman uh, is going to write from now on and uh, everything he's written up till now. Also, uh, Clara Sue, Noah from the poetry there at Sacred Grounds. Always great to see her. We just saw her last uh, Wednesday and stuff. So anyway, um, so this is called um, House of Doors. The house of doors seem doors to all your houses. 
And there was Huxley perceiving something. Huxley at the keyboard, Huxley with headphones, mixing a set for a microburst of broadcast from his ready radio room, cozy as a windbreak. We were going to sleep with a memory of Morrison singing, this is the end, my friend, the end, of a root system supply and demand for wooden doors making wooden walls. And once within their circle of power, no music is denied you. All bands are heard hearing Jim's, his coming and going, doors seeming closed upon a crop circle, circle of knobs, jams, and keyholes. You enjoy each panel's pale braille relief, finger-tipping and tapping as if to after the end of the world, or knocking, knocking. Can I come in, Aldous? Do you perceive me? Do you? Do you? Well, we're going to keep it cozy for you. Keep ambient yellow aglow. Keep the heat enclosed and let the cold escape while F minor spins a turntable round amidst the spaghetti of power cords and cables. And memories are gathered the way a crowd is convened, where each member of the mob is a version of a recollect, a drought just dying to invade as a silt so fine it's through and through the knothole, the peephole, a story passed down like a whispered text of dusky stars by the westerlies conveyed. And now is then constructed from available endings. Huxley sitting side saddle at the Roland portable keyboard. You trust the things you see and hear in the night of his music ensconced. Now what do you remember what? Liard in your desert robe a flutter, entering, leaving, an architecture's solace, long deferred and now finally allowed. A love of Lucy in the sky where Aldous places musical triads well into morning. And Jim Morrison revisits the end, one door at a time, band at a time, instruments hiding in and out of existence like heat and cold in a house that is open to Andromeda's quadrillions of kilometers away. You remember an arson conceived in the heart of harmony. No doors have ever so pleased or blissful made the day, the night. First doors to all the hours and all the houses you've known, schools you've known, with Latin endings for whatever you could get the teacher to tell you. House of doors like a playground's background scrim contain the lecture long enough for prayers to succeed and sheltered magic as if it were a perimeter enclosing. Well-behaved and well-enrolled, you remember a band, a book, an enclosure, a miracle supplied by once upon a forest in the care of a mountain's gateway granite. Green door, white door, blue door, ochre, component wall of sandblasted portals, open and closed for musical inspection, the story of the flats and sharps and naturals. A philosopher is in quest of the grieving artists who will open these doors for auditions. An album assembles its songs from a radio announcing a perception of airwaves. The paint jobs ajar with mystic acrylic and curious pandits strategize heaven. Turn the latch key round, hospitality inserted. You enter the woodwork, the wood grain, the woodcut, the art cut, as if into a friendly fortress or stylized abatis, windy, cozy. You huddle from the dust storm, interpreting these doors, their splintered penitentiaries compartments open on the Pleistocene. You gather with others and think of bygone paint chips and a flurry of lead 
based, whirling closed or open for radio astronomy around midnight's moonlight. Sleeping through a psychedelic improv. Sleeping all those 60s entrances and exits. So out on the open you cried for shelter in earshot of hinges swinging their squeaky arcs in the vicinity of sofas and chairs with others of your kind saying, Morrison, doors, the vowel in common. You are listening now. The doors tall enough to be taller than the teacher's pet. And pillows absorb a radio intelligence, a radio silence. The galaxy gone drowsy, gone to sleep to consider eternity. Singing, singing, this is the end. My only friend, the end. What doors, what addresses, what visitors. What up, Dave? Do you have time for another one or not? Yeah. Yeah. With my friend at the keyboard. Yeah. Okay, before you do another, Steve. You started, before you had Boris and uh, Jim Morrison break on through the other side. In fact, at the time, I was there. I think you were, too. You remember the two songs that came out? One, I had Fly on the Family Stone saying, Let Me Take You Higher. Do you remember? Yes. And then we had uh, first my first encounter, Jim, uh, Jim Morrison and the Doors were in my mind. The first hippie band, it got an odd way, but the first hippie band, it got an odd way. But anyway, Jim Morrison, and his song he had at the time was Break On Through the Other Side. So I just want to say, let me take you higher. Break on through to the other side. Let's bring it together. The funk and the, and, and the L.A. sound of, uh, of Jim Morrison, a son of an admiral, in fact. But uh, uh, what? Yeah. And, and but I, I, this stuff just comes flowing out of his mind. mind. Where well, I don't. Anyway, but anyway, but the question I want to ask you is: yes. You mentioned Huxley. I did. And I think the Huxley meant who before he got to Morrison, he had to Huxley, and he said that was a good juxtaposition that you did. And then Huxley is that Aldous Huxley? Is it Julian Huxley? Is it any Huxley? Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Right. I mean, Huxley, you know, the book, um, The Doors per of, doors of perception. perception, I mean, right, right. But I mean, yeah. the thing was, it was at Burning Man 1996, and the whole structure was made of doors. Really? Yeah, the whole thing was made of doors. And it was a performing, I should have, and now, now thanks to you, I'm explaining it. So inside the perimeter of the house of doors were your instruments, you had piano, there were, there were, somebody was on a trapeze at three o'clock in the morning, you know, I mean, so you need to come out there with me, okay, we'll go. Well, all right, well, all right. I'll come out with you when you come to the Rainbow Gathering. Which we have, but next year I'll be leaving. This year we're going to be in the Green Mountains of Vermont. But uh, and I'll talk a little more about that later. But we got a bunch of folks of which you're one. Give us another phone. We'll go. It's called the Abandoned School. And blood, blood's going to. So it's an abandoned school. Tan on School Street. And someone must know the reason why. But your own guesswork will do those, goes better with the scene, cares more for the syllables that the word dilapidated sounds, so that you linger, bonding with the ruin. We are sure the explanation's just a school bulletin away, the slightest idea of the generous mystery. There are no silly questions concerning it. 
And when I see you walking there, I have to believe that traveling together is the first step to living together. And traveling here is living here for as long as one day, hour, or minute of attendance. The school is academy and administered learning. We can talk all night about what was taught all day. We'll be transfer students arriving with passport report cards to relieve the tension. Grades incomplete. Like this school, it stands upon the tan schoolyard, its own book bag slung. We could have gone back to sleep, but we would have missed the assembly, the classroom's early social security, its recess on School Street, and no bullies to spoil it and steal your school supplies. Who'll play principal? Who the hall monitor? Class on a field trip to point of origin. Butterfly hunt for the first day of school. The walls enclose a dark day populated with possible bats. Let speculation attain its waking state. A degree in grade school. The favorite teacher is waving from an upstairs window. There's a bell belonging to regions of sound and comprised of suggestion. Bell of inner ear. And what's abandoned is reoccupied by orphans now eager to celebrate the alphabet's 18th letter R and its blackboard, the talk of the chalk, in a curriculum derived from Paiute memories, uniforms too beautiful to wear even. If you could see us now, self-enrolled in two-story mansion there, whether in and out of its glassless windows, students in and out of its solid geometry. This time we'll pay attention to everything the way you would first thing on waking in a brand new house. When a dream was so compelling, a way will be found to live it well into daytime. The best part being the part where the teacher says, now students, you can stay as long as you want away. The school is a house, the house a home, complete with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches enough to activate nirvana. The birds are waiting, are in and out of afternoon shadows, while the color tan is colored brown in a place part planet, part heaven, and perfumed with neroli. Let speculation continue until the mystery's assignment's completed. Let's open the door now carefully, class and teacher together, breaking the law for a little trespass. It's only a drill and recess, three popsicles into reunion, and no arson let loose, because it is too lonely even for fire's visitation rights. Why does love have to be so damn sad sometimes? Someone singing to Wadsworth winds in the school street, straight and welcome narrow, a structure competing with simple seduction. Steve. Steve wow, Arneson. Steve Arneson. What an ideal picture Thanks, guys. of Thank what you. life could be and life should be. I liked your learning a day and talking all night. The line. Hey. Steve, so good to have you here. You're always welcome, welcome. Two words brought together, together become welcome, welcome, well. Anyway, there's this guy, now that we have this fellow Gary here, who I believe you met at 16th Mission last night. I saw him at 16th Mission last night, and, yeah. And you said, why don't you come down, I assume, because here he is. 
and is and here he is, he Gary, and it's called Trump uh, rabies. And then we got James, and uh, and, and Tyler. Tyler. Tyler, hold on, on. Okay, take it away, brother. Thank you for having me here today, Dave. I'm glad you got to see my show last night. I hope I'll do a little less damage in your studio than I did outside. <laughs> do as you will. That's a dangerous thing to say to me. <laughs> I thought I had all the answers. And then life raped me of all the questions. Or how I stopped worrying and learned to love Donald Trump. Donald Trump, hire me as your sex apprentice. Don't betray our love for politics turned showbiz. I don't care how high the rent on your booty is. I want to give birth to Trump babies. I long to itch with Trump brand scabies. I'm crazy in the streets with Trump political rabies. Oh, Donald Trump, take me away from this rabble who ignore the erotic undertones of your babble because you speak in a tortured ideological scrabble as the media grope and mangle and grapple. Listening to you is like hearing Adam eat the apple, spilling juice all over his torso like mango snapple. Oh, Donald, don't build a wall between your heart and mine, you Republican queen. I promise me raping you is just a dream. It's true, I do want to immigrate into you, you sexy man. But Donald, don't worry, I am 100% not Mexican. So please, don't start that again. Gary Johnson, he can barely be detected, let alone elected. Oh, but Donald Trump, oh, I want to finger and stroke that dead yellow animal taxidermied and entombed on his head while we lie in the Waldorf Astoria presidential suite's bed. When Hillary Clinton hears of our passionate thrills, I'm sure she'll have Goldman Sachs pay our room service bills. His politics are heinous and his policies would pain us, yet I want his maniacal rhetoric shoved up my anus. It won't hurt for long. Less than a decade of Donald Trump tears. At most, eight years of realized Donald Trump fears. So, I'm pasting Trump campaign posters up on my sugar walls. I'm grinding to elect Donald Trump president of my genitals. Trump, fuck me in your fits of fascism. Whip me with your wit and wisdom. Choke me with your words until I'm sick. Donald Trump, you suck. So why not, my dick? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Gary, appreciate your sense of humor. Appreciate your poetry. You're in this line. Pardon me? Uh, uh, with the line that goes back in my mind to Lenny Bruce, bringing the, bringing the poetic and the comedical together. In other words, I want to say to you, Gary, you're always welcome to, to be here. You're always welcome to come in and give us a piece or so. 
a piece. Well, after the uh, Trump thing, when I say a piece, I'm talking, well, am I talking literally or metaphorically? Here we are, literally or metaphorically. Hey, Gary, uh, thanks for coming through. Keep on coming back. That's the kind of good humor we need. And now we have James. I believe we have James. We do. Yep, James Conrad. And we got uh, 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 coming along with us on the piano. We got Bloodflower. Take it away, James. My God, after what we all just heard, we're all going to hell. But it's okay because Thatcher privatized it. Anyway, kidding aside, uh, I want to do a quick plug before my set. Uh, my pianist here, uh, the gentleman who plays behind my readings uh, very consistently for the past several months, Mr. Bloodflower, has a map event. Uh, I believe it's two weeks from today. It, well, it's June the... F- it's a week from tomorrow, I mean. That's a Saturday, right? Yes, it's a Saturday on June 4th, 2016. There's a MAP event at Presida Eyes, which is at 2981 24th Street at the corner of Shotwell. Um, Call, and you have to call for the time. Is there a telephone number to call? Well, yeah, you can find it on Facebook. Uh, In any case, um, I'd like to continue the story we now are moving along with episode 70 of Zordo Clean's house on Monday January 16th 2012 Zordo awoke in the morning with no appetite and an ache in his stomach By the middle of the afternoon, the pain became greater as he started running a fever. Nonetheless, he smiled with relief through it all, as his intuition told him that very soon it would be all over for him at last. Just before sunset, he fetched some paper and a pen, went to his room, and wrote a letter. To whom it may concern, my name is Lorenzo Carlos Ruiz, but my friends call me Zurdo which means lefty in Spanish. I am 42 years old, and from 1999 to 2011, I was wrongly incarcerated in San Quentin State Prison for murder and child molestation, crimes for which I was innocent. By the time you read this, I will be dead. According to the San Jose Mercury News, the official reports regarding the deaths last year of Gregory Keane and Michael Kerr stated respectively that one was an accident and one was a suicide. The truth is, foul play was involved and I am guilty. I killed Gregory Keane by gaining entry to his house, letting the gas run from the oven in the fireplace, and setting the timer so that the lights would come on, igniting the gas. As for Michael Kerr, I doused him with gasoline and used a makeshift ignition fuse made with a cigarette and a book of matches. I also constru- constructed and deployed the pipe bombs that killed Kendall Reichardt, his wife and son, and Judge Malcolm Connors using fertilizer, diesel fuel, and electric blasting caps. By no means do I feel any regret for killing those four men. Gregory Keane framed me for killing his wife, even though he was the culprit. Michael Kerr arrested me, Kendall Reichardt prosecuted me, and Judge Connors sentenced me. Because of those men, 11 and a half years of my life were wasted. Shortly after my release from prison, I was diagnosed with terminal cancer and given less than a year to live. 
Let me tell you, there's nothing worse than having a little over 10 years of your life stolen away from you and then finding out afterward that your time is running out. That being how it is, can you blame me for what I did? Come to think of it, because of me, they cannot ruin anybody else's life, so it's probably not so bad that I killed them. I will admit that I wish Kendall Reichardt's wife and kid hadn't also gotten into that car with him, but there's nothing that can be done about it now. I can't deny that when I heard that when the kid, wife and kid were killed, I felt horrible at first. I'm only human. Then again, maybe it was a small price to pay for me to have my revenge on the men who ruined my life. Also, come to think of it, sometimes I wonder, what if Reichardt's kid became a cop, a prosecutor, or a judge? What if he turned out to be just as bad as his father, or worse? I know I have a past. I did dumb shit. I stole cars. I broke into houses. I used drugs. I sold drugs. But I got over all that. I guess as far as some people were concerned, I would always be a criminal, so they made the decision for me that I would never get straight, no matter how I tried. I guess society treated me like a criminal because that is what they wanted because society always needs a target. Well, I guess they got what they wanted. Probably more than they bargained for. Anyway, I know I got what I wanted. So yes, I am guilty. But nobody will take me alive because in death I will have my freedom. Sincerely, Lorenzo Carlos Ruiz, a.k.a. Zurdo. As soon as Zurdo had sealed the letter in a stamped envelope addressed to the editor of the San Jose Mercury News, he felt a, sh a searing pain in his middle as though somebody impaled him upon a spear and was rocking the shaft back and forth. Sweating and trembling as a cold sweat began to wash over him, he doubled over, slid down onto the floor, and began to yelp, clutching his stomach with one hand. Ramon appeared in the doorway. Zurdo, you okay? he asked. Huh? In a daze, Zurdo glanced around the room until he saw his brother crouching down next to him, a worried look on his face. Oh, hey, Ramon, he said in a weak voice. Nah, I'm not doing too hot. We should get you to the doctor, said Ramon. Here, let me help you, he said, throwing Zurdo's arm over his shoulder, easing him to his feet and leading him out of the room. As soon as they made it to Ramon's car, Zurdo handed his brother the envelope. Here, he said. Give this to Father Leon and tell him to mail it after the funeral. Yeah, okay, said Ramon with a somber nod as he put the envelope in his pocket and started the engine. Okay. Thanks a million. That was episode 70 of Zurdo Cleans House. I understand that there's going to be no broadcast uh, next Friday, unfortunately. Um, we do have one within a fortnight. That's two weeks from today. And you'll be getting a double shot, you know, to keep us uh, caught up. And uh, Richard, if you're listening, I don't want to hear any more of your sniveling about, I got to wait. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we, we all of us have to wait. So <laughs> now, love you, Richard. Love you, Richard. Hey, I, uh, I've, I've, he's, you know, I've busted his balls on the air before. It's, it's, we're, we, you know, we're all friends here. But one last thing quickly before I depart the stage. Um, Mutiny Radio is very, we're very much an independent radio station, which means that we are largely supported, uh, in particular, by listeners like yourself. And uh, if you would like to uh, continue to support Mutiny Radio in the interest of enabling us to continue to bring you quality program like Labor and Love, um, quality programming, sorry, this is not Soviet, Russia, um, 
We will bring you quality programming such as Labor of Love, Women's Magazine. Uh, we've got the Common Thread Collective, of course, and Pam's wonderful comedy shows, Mutiny Radio, and the Pamtastic uh, Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, the happy hour on Mutiny Radio, I mean. But at any rate, so if you want to help support Mutiny Radio and help us continue to bring you uh, fantastic, top-rated, uh, radical programming, please feel free to, to make out a money order or a check for a dollar or more uh, to Mutiny Radio and send all the checks to Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Once again, that address to send the money orders uh, for a dollar or more to Mutiny Radio. It's Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Thank you very much. Um, I'll see you in a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, tune in uh, two weeks from today for the follow-up Episode 71 of Zero Clean's House. Lots of follow-up. Wow. We're, we're nearing, we're near, it's winding down, Zerto. I don't know if it's winding down or winding up, um, Zerto Clean's House. You can buy that book. And, um, and next up on the live open mic portion of the show, um, Bloodflower is going to keep playing the piano, but we've got, a, we've got James Zealous calling in with some poetry. So... Uh, We've never done this before, and now it's, it's going to happen right now. James, can you hear us? I can. Thank you, Global Val. All right. Welcome to the show. It is your turn. Thank you much. This is Mr. J. Krishnamurti. Loneliness is the awareness of complete isolation. And are not our activities self-enclosing? So our thoughts and emotions are expanded. Are they not exclusive and dividing? Are we not seeking dominance in our relationship, in our rights and possessions, thereby creating existence? Do we not regard work as yours and mine? Are we not identified with the collective, with the country? Well, with the few, it's not our whole tendency to isolate ourselves, to divide and separate. The very activity of the self, at whatever level, is the way of isolation. And loneliness is the consciousness of the self without activity. Activity, whether physical or psychological, becomes a means of self-expansion. And where there is no activity of any kind, there is an awareness of the emptiness of the self. It is this emptiness that we seek to fill, and in filling it, we spend our life whether at a noble or noble level. There may seem to be no sociological harm in feeling this emptiness at a noble level, but a delusion breeds untold misery and destruction, which may not be immediate. The craving to fill this emptiness or to run away from it 
which is the same thing, cannot be sublimated or suppressed. For who is the entity that is to suppress or sublimate? Is not that very entity another form of craving? The objects of may vary. But is not all craving similar? You may change the object of your craving from drink to ideation, but without understanding the of craving, illusion is inevitable. There is no entity separate from craving. There is only craving. There is no one who craves. Craving takes on different masks at different times, depending on its interests. Memory of these varying interests meets the new, which brings about conflict. And so, the chooser is born, establishing himself as an entity separate and distinct from craving. But the entity is not different from its quality. The entity who tries to fill or run away from emptiness, incompleteness, loneliness is not different from that which he is avoiding. He is it. He cannot run away from himself. All that he can do is to understand himself. He is his loneliness, his emptiness. As long as he regards it as something separate from himself, he will be in illusion and endless conflict. When he directly experiences that he is his own loneliness, then only can there be freedom from fear. Fear exists only in relationship to an idea. An idea is the response of memory as thought. Thought is the result of experience. And though it can ponder over emptiness, have sensations with regard to it, it cannot know emptiness directly. The word loneliness, with its memories of pain and fear, prevents the experiencing of it afresh. The word is memory. And when the word is no longer significant, then the relationship between the experiencer and the experience is wholly different. Then that relationship is direct. And not through a word, through memory. Then the experiencer is the experience, which alone brings freedom from fear. Thank you. Oh, James. Amazing, and you get practice, as I say, and I guess Christian Murray might say it too. Practice may not make perfect, but it just might make better. That seems to fit. But you're getting so good. I mean, you've been doing this on a weekly basis for quite some time, and uh, knowing that even that, so weekly basis, even if you just have to pick up a, I can only do pick up a phone. 
and uh, and give us those words. I just heard them really so well, listening in while you spoke on the phone. And also, it seemed to work quite well since I'm hearing both of you for the first time in our long career on the radio here, Avel. Long career on the radio, we had music from here, the piano, thanks to Bloodflower and your and your voice, your take of Christian Merity. Now I know how I understand what you're doing, which is resurrecting a conversation, which is resurrecting a di dialogue from quite some time ago. I'm talking talk about the turn of the last century, I believe, maybe and later, when Krishnamurti said, uh, although the theosophists have said, had set him up to be a god because as a theosophist leader, Anubis Santon had said, well, I found the new god, the new Jesus. His name is Krishnamurti. And they, 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 they whined and dined him in Italy and took him to England where he lived with some of the best, richest families, aristocratic families who were following, uh, following that Eastern theosophist, uh, westernized Eastern religion called Theosophy. And he got up and then where he's got, they were expected him to say, yes, I'm the new God, I'm the new Jesus. But he said, that's not me. There ain't none of that. Jesus may not, I don't think Jesus is the son of God. He's a fellow human being, and so am I. And that's where he began. A lot of people ran away from him, but a few people stayed, and that'd be Jay Krishnamurti from India. Uh, and here he be, and thanks for you, uh, James, James Ellis. You're resurrecting what he had to say for today, and I think, like Rumi, he has as much to say now as he did again. This is outside of time, beyond time. So, James, thanks for calling. Val, thanks for, for uh, hooking this up and, uh, and, and making that, James. Okay, you're, you're coming on now, Val. Where are you going? Okay, perfect. And now. Thank you, James Ellis. And, and Blood Flower. And but for now we have a man. I want to say a few words. A man who's becoming a, a regular member. You can see what we're about. I'm talking about my brother Tyler. And Tyler and I was at this uh, mm -hmm. an affair that I could see you were part of too called Go Oh My Goddess. Yeah, which yeah. is every two weeks, right? Yeah, that was my first time there. Oh, so that was I, I didn't even know that guys were allowed to perform. I was like Oh My Goddess, and then I was told that it was you know about femininity and femininity and you know embracing that as well. But when I got there, the host actually um, spoke to to me. I can't remember her name, but the taller one. The yeah, taller host, she was she was she clarified that it was more about um, the equality between masculinity and femininity and that by no means were guys not allowed um so that was cool i got to perform i didn't think i was going to i just showed up to yeah but the whole and the host i have a couple of things there one both of the hostess were in fact what do you say hostesses yes correct and i believe that's <laughs> the way it goes and they have said the spirit and that's when i had a chance and i had to sign up as number one i was like, well, the old guy wanted to set the stage were you there I don't yeah know, yeah, yeah. you you lit the mic up mic mic up for the night <laughs> let it up okay that's yeah. what i want to hear and that's where I said, goddesses galore, sisters glorious. I've said it before, and I hope I'm going to be gone. So this is the second Tuesday at where? Oh, at uh, BSOP off of 19th and Mission. BSOP Baobab, yeah. Yeah, the BSOP Baobab. And yeah. I actually went to uh, the BSOP Baobab open mic in Oakland last night. It's every fourth Thursday, and that was a blast. It was yeah. lots of positive energy. Um, really talented artists and even dancers too. Well, so that's something's cool. happening here. Uh, to quit drilling, maybe find a. Uh, but it is a couple of days after his 70th birthday, 75th birthday. Happy birthday, to, Bob. Hey, Bob, we did that too, <laughs> didn't we? I said, uh, we did that too. And what I felt, 
and maybe it was to Oakland, that this is a birth of a new generation. There's something going on. On one hand, you could say they're neo-hippies, well, some of them. <laughs> but in fact, it's kind of neo-hippie, but it's much more than that because it brings that positive hip-hop spirit and begins uh, many different ways for people to express themselves. And I said, I believe, I looked around and said, I believe, I believe a few new generation is stepping up. And and a uh, new generation, a new movement. Yeah. Is, uh, for It's been quite some time. I don't know about these perennials or whatever, but a new movement coming up to express themselves, and I felt that was happening, and I'm not sure where that happened in, uh, I bet it probably happened in Oakland as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of younger people as well as, um, you know, elders that were interconnecting with the with the crowd. Well, and, let's uh, do that. And, and Tyler, since you come here, it's seeming on a regular basis, I hope you go out there. When you go, I think you'll be going regularly, and let them know this is the real deal as well. Yeah, and yeah. Come on through. Come you on know, through. I, I was a newcomer last night, but I'm going to start trying to plug all these open mics. I want to bring, you know, bring people together while I'm trying to slide in, too. Well, I see so that. Shout out to Holistics Underground for throwing those. Um, the Holistic those Undergrounds. Mics. Well, right on. That's uh, that's the name of the, the open mics are Holistic Underground. Yeah, so that's the name of the uh, okay. the the group that puts them together. It's uh, for artists, healers, and um, and you know activists. Um, and so they they have quite a few events, but the open mic at Bayabob is is one of them. So shout out to Mazin. That's the dude with the big big afro and a fanny pack and Cosmo. Um, he they're the host of that. And well, so shoot. yeah. Well, cool. let's bring out. We uh, we like we like to be a voice of many things, right. uh, as you can see. But we love to be a voice of that. Apparently, I don't know anybody else. So well, Mazin actually came here and he performed last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, uh, brother Mazin. That's right. So I'm looking at you. Uh, uh, now I'm about to step back and say, let me hear what you got to do, sure, Tyler. Sure, But so. I, But I'm just p- p- planting those seeds because uh, <laughs> because here, that's where we are. That's where we're about. And I think being here, you can see who we are, what it's about. And it's about bringing the people together and yeah. about one struggle, many fronts. Yeah, Take it away, Tyler. It. All right. So this song that um, I'm about to perform is called Pasta. And it was created at a time that I was having a lot of night terrors. So it's kind of spooky. It's, 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 like, it's kind of spooky. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how spooky this is. But uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Here, here we go. Pasta. Let's do it. sound of scratching at my door as i peer over the bed i notice movement on the floor bodies squelch and throb as if they were one secular being a fiendish being beneath me faces seemingly familiar they can see me they looked right into me and although i acknowledge the horror of my new reality the scratching persists as white noise i stepped into the void quite poised and I reach for the door. As I carefully crank the knob, each crank deafens the next. I'm vexed by my unrest, and I crawl right back into bed. Cause I got work in four hours. Yeah. It's spooky. Okay. <laughs> 
So I wake up every morning, yeah, somewhere around 10. Scrolling through my celly, start applying to my friends. Start the pot of coffee, then I go to take a piss. I got some time for breakfast, yeah, don't I fucking wish. Hop into the shower, instrumentals bounce the walls. As I'm scrubbing on my balls, I daydream about applause. Caffeine in my system, and I barely made the bus. Six bucks for a day, pastel inspector, suck a butt. Pull up to my 311, climb into my scrubs. Zone out for an hour, then I'm sitting on the bus like... To my job and my boss is babbling on Something, 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 she's the queen and I'm a pawn Clock is stuck in slow-mo, little stretch and massive yawn Colleagues looking through me like my name is Ghostly John Receding to myself, a minute just collecting thoughts Open up my eyes and my mind is feeling lost I'm standing in my kitchen, pot of coffee in my hand Stomach flip-flopping where I stand Then I heard a man, re-dee-dee-dun-de, re-dee-dee-dun Your life is re-dee-dee-dun-de, re-dee-dee Coffee pot is soundless as I'm bouncing to the floor Marching through the hallway, call marks etched on every door Evil be the presence as I hit the corner hard Standing in the hallway is a figure crouching tall Before him is a jackal white as snow and breathing hard Vision's getting blurry as my logic falls apart The figure floats before me and he's dropping to my knees He holds my heart before me and I'm watching as I bleed And he says your life is re day day done day re day day done your life is re day day done day re day day wake up rather sudden with a scratching in my head deja vu consumes me as i peer over my bed yeah <laughs> <laughs> Right consumes me as I peer outside my bed. Yeah, yeah. shoot. That was really cool. You got everybody like dancing out there. I know. You guys gave that me was life. Crazy. I was like, I was afraid I was gonna forget my words trying to watch out of my peripheral. <laughs> watch out your peripheral. Hey Tyler, so glad to have you around. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a deja vu consumes me <laughs> as I peer outside bed. And that reminded me that a couple days ago when I knew about this thing at the bio, Bob. Yeah. And I'm lying in bed, exactly, listen to NPR and my sleeping there, what I do, my, uh, and I say, hey, when you going to go, uh, this is my interior voice, when well, you going to go uh, over there to the bar, Bob, to, uh, it, it sounds like something which you should play an elder role and bring them to the, and invite them to come to the show and all that stuff. Oh, no, I'm resting, it's too cold outside, my back is hurting, blah, blah, blah. But then the spirit moved me, deja vu, which is those good old times, I think they, let's interpret deja vu as we could, <laughs> and so on. And I got out, I got on the dine. Yeah. The on, the, on the air? I, oh, I'm just a, no, we've got a, just a few more minutes here. I know Ava's out there. She's Ava's got something next. going on. Ava, talk about Dave, DJ Voo, DJ Voo consumes me. And I look at Ava, and I got plenty of day, Ava, and got plenty of DJ Voo. She's been gone. She's been a humble state on the science Humboldt. side, but she'll be back. Hey, uh, been some time. Ava, so good to see you, sister. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. So good to see you, Diamond Dave and Val. It's wonderful. Um, I just wanted to drop this quick poem for Diamond Dave because he inspires me so much by bringing the community together and his positive energy. <laughs> Ava, do you want to sit in a chair or, or raise that mic so you don't have to stoop? Yeah. Yeah, let's get it up there. 
we'll be wrapping up here in just a few minutes so i guess we'll go out on ava's rap <laughs> you are listening to the common third collective here on mutiny radio.fm and we're happy to be here every friday but don't come through for us next friday we're actually not going to be doing a live show on june 3rd but we will be doing one again on june 10th as a send-off for dave's uh, summer adventures um, but we will be around all summer so keep on coming through and uh Thanks for being a part of everything. And it looks like Tyler's got it set up for right on. Thank you. Go for it, Ava. Okay. I'm trying to crank this for Diamond Dave. I came down here to see my muse, feeling the history of these paved streets, Victorians made of redwood trees, lining the sun-lined streets. From the summer of 1967, the summer of love, you were still rocking the beat. Thanks for bringing this common web together, blowing in the wind like Bob Dylan. Diamond Dave said, bring the sister energy, so I got my sister friends with me. (laughs) Chilling on the mission block where the poets lock and drop. Man, that last rap was so good that I just had to let it drop. (laughs) I really gotta thank my community for and coming together putting solar panels and being the change that we want to be gotta fight this global warming because i feel the heat and it's making me feel sleepy oh well i gotta keep going on this journey and keep learning because that's what we do i came down from this college like bob dylan the young college boy and i came to reconnect with bob dylan and diamond dave coming together Okay, thank you, Diamond Dave. <laughs> okay, that's so beautiful, Ava. Keep coming back, coming together. That's right. Ava. I guess. Ava, does that mean that you got a ticket to the Bob Dylan show? Because somebody gave me one. No. <laughs> On the ninth. Yeah. Bob Dylan is the ninth at the Greek Theater. <laughs> I haven't seen him for 30 years, but somebody said, in fact, that my brother, my brother Jonathan, who was here, I don't see, my brother Jonathan said, I got a ticket for you. I said, I got a ticket for you, Dave. So for Bob Dylan on the 9th. So he said, Bob Dylan and Diamond Dave coming together. I thought that meant you might be there. No. Oh, God, no, I couldn't no. care. I couldn't. Well, I'll Dave. be blowing in the wind. You'll be blowing in the wind. <laughs> Ava. I love right you, sister. Right on, Ava. So, so Dave, what, were you going to get backstage and talk to Bob? I don't know if they let that. He's surrounded uh, as a book said. It would be nice if you maybe like Bob Dylan could like call into the Common Thread Collective. That would be, be nice. That'd pretty be, fucking cool. I know. That's what everybody thinks. That's what everybody says. And I don't know. I'm certainly going to. I'm certainly going to kind of hang out in a way in a... In a uh, we know we don't know. In a dignified way, not kind of trying to do any... Uh, hey, Bob. But anyway, let's, so let's see. Because my idea would be we both started out together and in my living room. Kind of started out for me and did start out for him. In my living room, which was a circle, which was a happening place in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in 1961. And indeed, we took him on the highway on a car fire after to introduce him to the works of Bob, Bob uh, Woody Guthrie. This is now legendary, and it's true. It's in every Bob. To introduce, he said, "I got to go see Bob." I mean, I, I'm Bob. I got to say, "Well, I'm going to go see Bob," and he said, "But I got to go see Woody." And we took him to the highway. He put his thumb out with his guitar in his hand, and the rest is history and hipstery, and even herstery, I'd say. And uh, so there it is. But anyway, I'll be gone. You're right. I'll be here next week. I want to invite everybody to the sound of two the, weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Pardon me. 
next week, next Saturday is the uh, is MAP, the Mission Arts and Performance Project. Right. For the first time, we won't be there to let people know, but we're letting you know now. There's a lot happening. Certainly yeah. at the uh, at the at the pink uh, the pink, red poppy at the red poppy. And then uh, Bloodflower is going to be playing at Presida Eyes. Okay. Uh, what we're talking about is MAP on uh, Saturday, June fourth. In the, in the evening fair. You can check out map, M-A-P-P-S-F dot com, mapsf dot com. And also as, a, as part of the Porch Festival, which I guess is now being incorporated as part of MAP, we got our sisters just here. Yeah, Pearl is going to be performing at the, the Pigeon Palace on uh, Saturday the 4th, I think in the afternoon, around 3, around 3 that's right. And then Good she's time. also going to be uh, performing next Friday, and that's next Saturday, and then she's performing next Friday and Saturday nights in Oakland at the, uh, the East Bay Artist Alliance. So there's a, so anyway, we like to do what we're doing. Do we have a, is there anybody else here who would like to get up there? Have I missed anybody? Well, Maria was thinking if she could, but I don't know if she did. She might come next week. There's always another chance to come on back on uh, June 10th. We'll be doing our next live show, and it's going to be a good send-off for Dave. And uh, so if you if you want to come to that show and uh, sing a song or read a poem for Dave or, um, you know, hand him some uh, snacks for the road or a long uh, something warm for him to wear, um, we're going to we want to uh, adorn Dave for his road trip adorn. And, and give him a proper send off. So and we're going to wrap up the show now. It's well, been I have, a, can I have a couple more sentences? Of course. Well, I like to say I like to say I'm going to be I'm going to be leaving here on the, t- on the 11th. And a Greyhound bus, get out of that bus, heading to Missoula, uh, Missoula, Montana, where some things are being arranged for me by our sister, Rain. Rain, who had been calling on a regular, is a good, good friend of mine. I mean, one of my Rain, 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 don't go away. Rain, and then I'm uh, heading uh, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where, where my, uh, where, which was my hometown, where some other people are doing the same. So I can bring that spirit. And when there's a Friday, Val, I'm going to try to call in and uh, call in and bring a few people who happen to be around. If I can, at least I can, and let them do what they what they do. On uh, so I'm going to bring. In other words, to cut to the chase, I'm going to bring the word of the Common Thread Collective on this North American tour, and then to see my daughter Grace hang out with in New York City and the Brooklyn. Which I sh- should be another artistic renaissance where I'll find a few people and some people. And then I'm heading, as I do every year, Havel, to the Rainbow Gathering in the Green Mountains of Vermont. And if people have any questions about that and might want to know, somebody just called me and said, where is it going to be? So I'm on the radio now, but I'll tell you it's in the Green Mountains of Vermont. Take it from there. So uh, so if you'd like to call me, you can at 415-240-0286, and I'll have some directions. If you've got any questions, I'll have answers. If you have any answers, I'll have questions. Uh, that's, for sure. that's what I usually say. So take it away, Val. 
And it's been another fine show. Thanks to you and thanks for all the people who came in. Hey, people, thanks for coming. Yo, everybody. Yo. You can be heard on there. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> right on, right on. We are wrapping up here on the Common Thread Collective. It's been a great day. Thanks to everybody for coming through as you do. And we look forward to seeing you more and more and more. Um, and uh, if, I actually wrote um, an op-ed recently uh, said called Are Americans Giving Up on Their Democracy? And uh, you can read that on my blog, globalval.blogspot.com, um, G-L-O-B-A-L-V-A-L, globalval.blogspot.com. Uh, check it out and uh, pass it around if you're, if you're so inclined. We're trying to, uh, trying to encourage people to get involved in this political process and exercise the rights that we actually do have called voting rights. And uh, don't forget to get out there and vote in the presidential primary on June 7th. Um, hopefully you've already registered. Um, Anyhow, that's my little plug for that. But I just want to end with a real quick little poem, and then we'll play a little song and uh, say, So long. This is based on a dream I had. Ancient red fish teases the shore with twists of tail. Its largesse, a monument to movement. Land cupids misconstrue its longevity. Take no aim at this nameless apparition. It sees not, it knows not, it swims not. Peace, folks. We love you. Thanks for listening to MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco. You're beautiful. When you grab a hold of me, tell me that I'll never be set free. Crawl, I step into the night Two pints of food Tell me are you bad fish too Are you bad fish too But I ain't got no money to spend This night ever end
tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, 
Blues, Country and Western, Electronica, Soul, Disco, Rhythm and Blues, Punk and Post-Punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky, well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates 